Conrad, what is the price of your soul? The price of my soul? Is your question, how much would you pay to speak at a legal marketing conference for 45 minutes? <laughs> I, can tell you the what the mar- I can tell you what the market price for that is. I can also tell you that I did not pay that market price, and thus I will be not appearing at that legal marketing shill your vendor conference. So you ha- your soul is intact. My, <laughs> I, <laughs> different question. That is a completely different question, but I like where you're going with it. There's lots of shilling going on right now, isn't there? Oh, I mean, it's always shilling. That's are we going to shill today? We are. Okay. I and and who are we? Sh- and by the way, oh, don't give it away. I'm going to make a point. Okay. We shill for people that we believe in. Correct. Let me rephrase this. We will definitely not shill for people that are just paying us $8,000 for a 45-minute speaking gig. Yet. <laughs> so <laughs> are you soul-wise soul completely bankrupt? Oh, I don't think so. I am um, I would say I've got like uh, 75% of my soul left. Okay. All right. That's good. So you've been in legal marketing for how long and you still have 75% of your soul? I, I have, a, right? Some of our listeners are going to find that hard to believe. They're not going to believe me. No. All People right. that know me know I have no soul. Okay. So as usual, today we're going to start out with the news, followed by the Clio Legal Trends Report, and introducing Casey Moraz, who will be talking about the Bedlam Conference. And finally, with a sad trombone, we're going to talk about one-star reviews, and how to respond to them. But for now, let's hit the music. Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, teaching you how to promote, market, and make fat stacks for your legal practice, here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. Before we get going, let's thank the sponsors. Thanks to Alert Communications for sponsoring this episode. If any law firm is looking for call, intake, or retainer services available 24-7, 365, just call 866-827-5568. LexisNexis Interaction, the leading client relationship management solution, purpose-built for the way law firms engage with their clients. Learn more at interaction.com. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com. That's C-L-I-O dot com. And also... LawYaw provides end-to-end document automation for solo, small, and mid-sized practices. Save time and avoid mistakes with documents that you draft over and over and over and over again. Learn more at LawYaw. That's L-A-W-Y-A-W dot com. You know, the ad copywriters assume that people know how to spell dot com. <laughs> I, think, I think we're okay. I mean, can you imagine, like, I, I suspect... It really like autofills, right? Bad was, audio. Yeah, right, yeah, no, but right. think about, like, the .coverse.com. Like, if you're doing a podcast promoting a .co, like, that would be super frustrating. Right, or a .law. What is .law? Isn't that the, the SEO marketing magic that will, will catapult you to the top of the rankings? That's what I've heard. We should do a segment on that and really ruffle some feathers. Definitely. But not today. Not today. What's up today? Up 
today on the news. So first, eh, 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 we have a correction. Two weeks ago, we told you that Clio had raised $150 million. They'd actually raised $110 million. So a little less in the treasure trove, but you're still talking about $210 million in venture capital in a two-week period to two different companies. That was Scorpion and Clio. Speaking of Clio, Clio and HubSpot went on a blind date. Did you hear about this news, Guy? From you. <laughs> yes, I, I, yes I, did, I did send this to you. We talked about this. So very fascinating for me. HubSpot is a non-legal specific CRM system that, frankly, we at Mockingbird have gotten really involved in. When did Clio buy Lexicata, Guy? A couple of years now, right? Yeah. Two, three years? It's got to be two or three years ago where Clio bought Lexicata, which was a legal management, uh, sorry, an intake management software. And that was rebranded as Clio Grow, which then presumably integrates well with Clio Manage. So what do you think this means for Clio Grow? It's two kind of very different CRM systems. Yeah, no, I think it's, in, I mean, look, I think Clio's responding to the market. I think you could attest to this, right? You're seeing more lawyers moving to HubSpot. Yeah, big time. You know, HubSpot, I, HubSpot's solid. And so, that, you know, they want to be able to say, hey, look, if you're on HubSpot, you can keep that flow, that journey from your CRM into your practice management tool very seamless with the integration. You know, I I think it's some, I know well, I don't want to speak for Clio, but some people might say, well, aren't you trying to build HubSpot with Clio Grow? And maybe the answer is no. Maybe we should have a... Uh, Cleon, come on and talk about this, but it's very interesting. So I don't think they, I don't know this, but I don't think the original product that they built has been massively reconfigured and developed since it's gone to Clio. I don't, I don't believe that is the case. And, and, and like, Guy, I think it was the first intake, legal specific intake management software that really had any traction. It's good, yet it's still somewhat, from a CRM perspective, it's, it's fairly simplistic and limited, I think is a fair assessment, which makes it a really good use for small solos, right? Right. You know, but HubSpot, you know, I don't know if that's the best fit necessarily for small solos every time, my personal opinion. Not cheap. It, uh, I can't, but don't even, I'm not going to start <laughs> shilling HubSpot as, I will disagree with the not cheap. The, HubSpot, so We'll move on. We're supposed to be in a news segment. Now we're talking about CRM strategy. You brought it up. This I know, segment. but you you dangled the bait as you always do, and I always <laughs> fall for it. So I will I will give this HubSpot talking point, which I here also, comes the shell. Here's shell. I am now selling myself. I told you eight thousand dollars for forty five minutes. I, I'm not even being paid by HubSpot for this, but um, HubSpot does do a very good job of kind of the from very, very small to very, very large. You can get in for like $100 a month at their most basic level, or you can spend you know, well over three or $4,000 a month if you're really, really scaled. So it is a way to scale up. Let's move on from me shilling HubSpot so aggressively. The 10-pack is back. Well, last time we talked about the 2-pack, we made some really bad jokes that many of our listeners didn't get. Talk to me about the return of the 10-pack, Guy. So 10 packs, the local pack, you know, we talk local pack, we're search nerds. That little box that comes up on Google when you do a search, like usually a, a localized business search, but 
or just really a business search, right? Because Google's trying to, Google's thinking business location intent context when it shows local packs. A long time ago, it was seven. It's been lots of things. Then it's been three for a while. And then we recently saw two, and now their folks are seeing 10 packs. So um, I love 10 pack, right? More real estate for business. Now, there's no 10 pack on mobile. Can't be a 10 pack on mobile. That would be right? awkward. That would be unwieldy from a <laughs> Too UI much perspective, pack right? On, well, I mean, look, let's face it. You got First, you got to get past the LSAs. Then you got to get past the ads below the LSAs. Then you can see the first listing of the 10 pack. And then you got nine. So if you're in the 10th spot in the 10 pack, you're in trouble. But interesting. And But, um, but I mean, sense. here's the flip, right? If you're in the third spot in the two pack, you're in worse shape than being in the 10th spot in a that's 10 pack. really true. And <laughs> you know, my thing, other thing that's interesting about this is like, you know, Google being Google. If Google thinks this user is looking for a local business, why show anything else except pack results? Because even the traditional localized results, what are they usually? Directory. Right. And when you say localized, you mean organic localized Yeah, I results. mean, the you know, the, the 10 blue link stuff that yeah, now yeah, is, yeah. shows up on page two. <laughs> I wonder how many people get the 10 blue links reference, right? Right. Well, they should. Blue, there's blue links. You click the, you know, the little listings in Google are blue links usually. Although they've tested that too. So I've done studies on this, not recently, oh. but like typically you've got like four to six or seven of the big directories dominating the 10 blue links, right? And I have been wrong for over a decade talking about how that is going to decline as people realize that they actually want to find a lawyer instead of a directory about lawyers. I've consistently been wrong. Well, but I think you're right. That's where Google's trying to go, right? Hence packs. But now instead of directories, you just get lead gen companies in the packs. It, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a whole nother problem. Lead gen companies masquerading as law firms that then sell those leads through an overseas company back to local lawyers. It is that gross. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. I think we should read some reviews, Guy. Yes, we got a review, so we're very excited. Here's the review. Great episode with Casey Cheshire. I loved it. I just listened to the episode with Casey Cheshire, and I loved every minute of it. I agree with Casey that marketing automation is all about capturing, nurturing, automating, and reporting. It makes marketers more efficient. I am looking forward to listening to more. That sounds like we might have a subscriber there. We've got a and, subscriber. And uh, that was posted. So the Casey Cheshire episode is actually from 2019 and um, posted from Panama. So we've officially gone international. Well, so here's the thing. I mean, this is a good lesson, right? It is the content from 2019. You were talking about efficiency, automation, capturing, and nurturing with AI two years ago. So two lessons here. One, Guy saw this coming. <laughs> And two, the value of this evergreen content, right? People are still listening to this stuff. So a lot of you guys are talking about doing podcasts or blogs and, and writing content, thinking about this evergreen, the value of the evergreen content is very much a real thing. A lot of law firm content, especially on blogs, still focuses on the accident that happened yesterday on Main Street in Elm with a pickup truck and a blah, 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 right? Think evergreen because there is value to this. And if you like what you, for our listener that liked Casey, Casey actually has his own podcast, Hardcore Marketing Show. I would check that as well. Plug in. Fair enough. All right. 
Let's talk Legal Trends Report Minute, brought to you by Clio. Conrad, I got a question for you. Go. Did you know that three out of four lawyers are meeting with clients virtually, storing firm data in the cloud, accepting payments online, and nearly two-thirds of law firms now support electronic document sharing and e-signatures. So the last time we did one of these, we were both surprised that the numbers were so low. Right. Is this the, Are these the same numbers from last time? No, no, no. Okay. The last one clearly didn't make a mark on you. But like, you and I not. were both very surprised at how low these numbers are. I'm surprised as well, right? Like, you and I basically live on Zoom. Like, I, we don't have the percentages for each of these, but accepting payments online, if you are a consumer-facing law firm, actually, let me go step back. If you are a business, a very good business tenant is to make it easy for people to pay you. It is very easy to get people to pay you online, right? And so that to me is a bit of a no-brainer. There's two major players in the online payment for lawyers game. It's a great way to take a headache away from your day-to-day. Yeah, and, and you know, I think about this, especially the last year and a half or so, and if you're one of the four who are not meeting clients virtually, either you're not meeting with them, period, or you don't care about getting or spreading germs. Or you, yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> Which yeah, there's I, plenty of that going around too. My, I mean, my gut tells me that, I used to hear, like, if you're not aggressively on the internet, you'll soon be working for a lawyer who's aggressively on the internet. I think you could replace that with, these concepts as well, right? Like just dive in. We know this. I would say it's baseline. It's base. And I mean, the interesting thing for me, Guy, is this baseline. We talked about this last week with empathy. Like there's, there's a level of customer service that technology can enable you to deliver that really wasn't there before, but is now becoming an expectation, right? It used to be exceptional. It's now an expectation and the extent to which you are a great lawyer as seen by the client, which has nothing little to do. Sorry, you will be up in arms at me saying this, but it has little to do with your lawyering and more to do with how you handle your clients. The facilitation of that stupendous customer experience through technology is now a baseline expectation. And that's being at home has just accelerated that. To learn more about these technologies for free, download Clio's Legal Trends Report at clio.com forward slash trends. That's Clio spelled C-L-I-O and trends spelled T-R-E-N-D-S. See what did I did you just there? insult our audience again? Let's go to break. As the largest legal-only call center in the U.S., Alert Communications helps law firms and legal marketing agencies with new client intake. Alert captures and responds to all leads 24-7-365 as an extension of your firm in both English and Spanish. Alert uses proven intake methods, customizing responses as needed, which earns the trust of clients and improves client retention. To find out how Alert can help your law office, call 866-827-5568 or visit alertcommunications.com forward slash LTN. 
The right client relationship management solution enables and empowers firm growth. LexisNexis Interaction is designed specifically for law firms and embeds client intelligence at the heart of every interaction. Providing valuable insights into client relationships so you can make strategic decisions about how to focus your resources to gain more business. Learn more and request your free demo at interaction.com slash lunch hour. So I'm very pleased to introduce a new friend of the pod, Casey Mraz of Juris Digital. Casey, welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. Gee, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I appreciate it. Oh, walk-up music, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm walking slowly right in the door. Very smooth. Strut right there. <laughs> so uh, we've known Casey for many, many years. He is one of the true brilliant minds in digital legal marketing, um, especially in local. Also, one of our co-hosts of the upcoming Bedlam virtual conference. That's right. I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. And you always uh, bring the heat to Bedlam as we all try to do. And so we want to take a few minutes and kind of talk about, you know, why do we do Bedlam? You know, why do we, do we need another legal marketing conference? You mean we shouldn't have called it yet another legal marketing conference? That actually we should have yet another <laughs> legal marketing. Yedlam. Yedlam. How about not another legal marketing conference? That would be even better. Not for every law firm. Not for every law firm. Yeah, Casey. So, I mean, you get plenty of opportunities to talk at lots of different places. So does Guy. Can you go into the whys of why we put this together and why it's different? Yeah, sure. Well, I can touch on a few of those things. But, you know, I think as we all know, to start, this is really unlike any of the other legal marketing conferences. A lot of Casey, everyone says that. Everyone thinks they're special. Why Why are we really special? Oh, because we're not pitching our shit. We're just telling you what we do, and you can take it or leave it. Uh, I don't think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people tell you theories and shit like that, but you know, we have we can back it up, <laughs> and we're going to show you examples of it. And we're going to say, hey, here are the tools. Here's the process. Do these things, and you're going to see results. Love it. And you know, the thing I always bring up is like, even though we're frenemies, like we're competitors, right? And so the fact that we can come together and really be like, bring our A game, knowing that we're, we're in a room with our competition, I think that's another thing that sets this apart. Whereas, you know, so many conferences, like as you mentioned, whether it's vendor driven or whatever, you know, they, if you pay to be a speaker or a sponsor of a conference, no, you yeah. don't want to share the stage with a competitor, right? And, no, and also, exactly. if you pay to speak, you're pitching. It just happens, right? Casey, how much have you been asked to pay to speak so far this year? What's the, what's well, the 12? No, not 12. No, I was going to say, I really stepped out of uh, all of that BS because I didn't like it. It's not doing anybody, you know, any service. So I ignore all of those requests and I don't, I never even get the numbers because I just don't give a crap. Okay. I love that. That is Maybe that could be our tagline. We just don't give a crap. <laughs> we care about legal marketing, but that's But Guy's comment about like you get four competitor frenemies. What happens, and I love this, this session that we do, is, and there's a really fine balance on this, but you basically, the attendees get to watch four solid marketers trying to one-up each other. We have the, the final segment is always called uh, Ask Us Anything. And what you end up with is you'll see these different agencies sharing tactical examples of and trying to be the king of the hill, right? It's fun. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we're all the same where we don't mind sharing this stuff, you know, if people will listen to us, but you know, there's so many crappy people out there too, that'll just take, Hey, here's your monthly retainer. We're charging you for marketing and that's it, you know, and you don't even know what the heck they're doing. So um, I think the more that we can educate people and give away that information, they'll know if they're working with the right team or building the right team or doing the right things. Speaking of uh, giving away our information, you're talking small on-site changes that will help you outrank your competition. Give our fine listeners a teaser of that talk. Yeah, I'm basically that whole session, I'm going to pitch fine law and say, sign up. <laughs> uh, no, really, you know, that's really geared towards everybody has these established websites. And uh, there's all these little things that they can do that might even have a bigger impact on uh, their rankings than getting links in some cases, because maybe they just have some- What? Meh, links. <laughs> there's some things I'm going to talk about there that might surprise some people, but you don't necessarily always need to be looking to grow. And there's a lot that you can do internally first. Love it. Love so it. Is, is your one of your small changes remove the Fine Law logo from your website? It's actually add a link to my website. Oh, it's add a link <laughs> in the footer, right? Yep, footer link. If to you link to Casey Mraz's oh. site, you will magically rock it to number one, just the like number one changing your TLD to dot law. Secrets revealed. Yes, Conrad, you're doing business intelligence and intake management. Give the folks a little uh, teaser there. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is I've talked. You guys have probably heard me talk about this on the pod before, but. The sophistication, the technology is now here where you can, as a law firm, have the efficiency and accuracy of data to run your firm as if you were a you know MBA instead of a JD, which seems like such a I know I'm I'm offending all of our listeners again in, in true form to the pod, but most of you don't run your firm like a business and you're looking at the wrong things. We now have technology, CRM systems intake management systems, and the ability to connect data between uh, all the way from that initial impression all the way back to, and really, really data, really connect the data through automation to that final client. And now you're getting to things like intake qualified leads, actual like clients by marketing channel, as opposed to what you probably think you're doing that's really not as accurate as it could be. Are you going to talk about automation into WordPerfect as well? Word perfect. Um, we are going to be working with graphing calculators and, and and the abacus. Make your practice paperless. Beautiful. Um, I only go so I can get inside Ramsey's head. So that's an exciting opportunity. Yeah, we should intro who Ramsey is for those few they all know. who don't know. Who doesn't know? I'm going to go with uh, most of our lawyers have not been doing local for 10 years and therefore may not have run into Mike. Mike is, I call Mike, with the possible exception of David Mim, Mike is kind of the godfather of local. And he... Blumenthal is going to be pissed. Who? <laughs> Mike Blumenthal. He's, yeah, well, oh, I guess... Blumenthal. Blumenthal. Uh, sorry. Now that we've... Okay. It's offensive. I, I hope no one forwards this to Mike Blumenthal. I'm going to. You Thanks a lot. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Now I'm trying to recover from completely offending Mike Blumenthal. Too late. Too late. So maybe we need to invite Mike Blumenthal to uh, Bedlam 4, right? Sure. Yeah, he'd love that. If it's going to be a person, he can ride his e-bike. <laughs> <laughs> so so Ramsey is um, doing his survey of legal. Can you talk? That was one of my favorite kick. That was how we kicked off Bedlam 1 and Bedlam 2. Guy, talk about what Mike 
covers in that. Comprehensive, data-informed, hundreds of law firms overview. You know, it's the it's the state of what's going on in those in those local legal SERPs. And so you can benchmark yourself against hundreds of other law firms. So really, really great opportunity uh, if you're think that if, you know, if local search is a part of your game plan, uh, that's a big one. The other thing I like is we have a bunch of great partners that we're going to spotlight some of the tools that we actually use to help our clients. And uh, those partners are going to be there. And, um, you know, of course, Darren Shaw from WhiteSpark is going to be talking local ranking factor survey. So uh, I know all three of us participate in that. And, um, you know, we're going to be able to see what's working across the local sector from you know, the experts that do this every single day. And by the way, Darren's session is very much a conversation. He's facilitating a conversation between the four of us. And so you're going to see freeform work again. So dear Lunch Hour Legal Marketing listeners, if you're looking for a virtual tactical how-to workshop, hands-on, no BS opportunity to learn, uh, check us out next week at Bedlam Conference. And in fact, because you are a loyal Lunch Hour Legal Marketing listener, if you've gotten this deep into the podcast, uh, we're offering free registrations for, I don't know how many are left, Conrad, but that's your department. There are 24 free registrations. Oh, 23 free registrations left as of this morning. I bet Casey doesn't know the code. I don't know the code. You guys didn't tell me. You said my people have to pay double. Your, huh. your people definitely have to pay double. Um, that was not supposed to filter down to you, but that's true. Guy, what's the code? LHLM. Enter LHLM at registration. Free code. Hope to see you there. Come stump us. If you think you're a master of the digital marketing space, come stump us. We'd love to see that too. I'd love that. Put us in the dunk tank. Bedlamconference.com. Casey, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, no, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. See you soon. Excited. See you soon. And now let's take a quick break. No one cites routine drafting as the reason they chose to become a lawyer, but that's where a lot of time goes for solo practitioners and small firms. LawYaw can help you transform your existing Word documents into reusable templates with no coding required. Save time and avoid errors with intuitive features like conditional logic. Use a tool that empowers your experience and expertise. Learn more at lawyaw.com. That's L-A-W-Y-A-W.com. And we are back and we are talking about one of our favorite conversations, lawyers' favorite conversations, one-star reviews. So, Guy, I'm going to ask you a question and then we're going to read this one-star or some of these one-star reviews. How much of your individual time that you as the agency owner work with clients on involves talking them off the ledge about one-star reviews? Do you do that? Um, it's happened, but I, I, I've been very fortunate that most of the firms we've worked with, they tend to have the issues that lead to these one-star reviews. They tend to have them bundled up. I think the other thing too is is it's very so much by practice area, right? Because so mm. many of these reviews aren't actually people who are clients of the firm. How about you? You've run into this a lot? I find some of my most valuable time, right? Like I try and limit my time when I'm actually working on client work to the stuff that's super, super high value is 
in talking them off the ledge of their response to negative reviews. I did this last week. And the firm in question clearly has a problem with one of their attorneys because it's reflected in the reviews. And so my first thing was like, let's solve the disease, not the the symptom here. So we need to be thinking about that. But like, I, it's very hard to respond to these one-star reviews the right way. It really is. Ethics issues, you've got, you know, just reputation issues. Let's read a couple of these off and then we can talk about them. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, and that's the other thing too, is people will say, oh, you know, these... There's people really get these one-star reviews? Yep, they do. Here they are. (laughs) This is real from the internet. I just called today to inquire about a lawyer to get started on a lawsuit against our former trucking company. My coworkers and I would like to pursue legal advice. The receptionist just hung up while I was mid-sentence. It was so disheartening that there is no need to call back. Just move on. I suggest you fire the woman who answers your phones. You'll lose more potential clients with her lack of customer service skills. So, you know, we can't tell you if this is a real review or not, but let's just, let's assume that it is. Well, let's do it both Actually, ways, Actually, it doesn't right? matter if it is, right? D- right? Let me ask ask this question, Key. It does. does Except it maybe you try to get taken down, maybe, if it's okay, not but, real. But this is, I mean... Yeah, not going to happen. It's, this isn't going to come down. Does it matter if this is a real... So, so this was one of the things that came up for me last week. I know this is a fake review, and I'm incensed, Right. Right. Who cares? Does it change your perspective, Guy, and how you respond if you are absolutely certain it's not a real review? No. Doesn't matter. Right. For responsing, it doesn't matter. For response, it doesn't matter. Did you say responsing? I did. <laughs> Responding. That's <laughs> okay. a, a new word. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, right? Let me ask you a question. So th- this also came up last week. Could you say something like if there's information in here? And you're like, I can tell this wasn't a client, right? Does your response kind of couch that carefully? Like, hey, we've looked through our records and I couldn't find anyone named Randy McGrumpy client. And I'm sorry you've had a bad experience. Generic patronizing reply, cut and paste. You're asking me if I like that? Do you like trying to subtly, as subtly as a sledgehammer, call out the fact that you don't think this is a real review? Um... Not really. I mean, I think that's more of a personality thing. My thing is, again, is on the one hand, you know, so let's kind of just frame this a little bit. So one, you've got ethics issues. So it might matter to you in your response from an ethics standpoint, whether you think it's real or not. But, you know, one, you better be careful because if you're wrong, then you got problems. But that might make you more inclined to do the disclaimer of like, hey, we don't really have a record of you. We're really sorry you have this perception of us. If there's anything we can do to rectify it, please contact our firm. Something like that, I think, is a little bit softer. The way that you said it, I think, is a little bit too snarky. But if you know, if you mm. genuinely are like, you know, look, I'm really sorry you had this experience. It doesn't sound like us. I think that there's a way to do that authentically. But I wouldn't cast aspersions on the reviewer. That's You're going right. to defeat the very purpose. Right. That is the key because... This response is not written for the person who left the review. Right. It's actually a great marketing opportunity, right? Right. The problem is if there's a pattern, right, then it becomes problematic. Let me ask another question, Guy. Mm-hmm. I'll read another one. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you the question. Don't ever choose this trash lawyer. I'm not sure how we have got the bold-faced and trash lawyer, but it's bold-faced. One star. 
Uh, you know what it's from, I think? Well, it's in, I don't actually, I don't know. You're thinking, did people, when, when, when we put these notes together, did someone look for trash lawyer? Well, that's what I mean. I, I put these notes together, but I didn't search trash lawyer. I just okay. searched maybe like lawyer, but it's interesting that Google tried to build trash. Hmm. Okay. Because, so here's because my question. you know why? Because Tell Google's me. thinking it's a practice area, trash lawyer. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what they're doing there. Because they, they would bold like yeah, personal right. injury or criminal defense lawyer. Yeah. Because you know why? Because they're in their googly mind, they think that it's a, a modifier on lawyer for practice area. And you know, it's also interesting, this probably would match a close variant on ads. Yeah. Anyway, I like this. I like where whoa, you're going. That, with this. that went nerdy fast. That went nerdy. But but like, you know what? That was <laughs> come to Bethlehem to hear us on talk the like fly. that. <laughs> exactly. Like that's the on the fly kind of stuff that that's why Guy and I are running a conference together. It's awesome. Okay. So here's my question. Don't ever choose this trash lawyer. My question is, Guy, mm-hmm. do you have a carefully worded three sentence reply that you can cut and paste into these negative reviews? Uh, I do not. I was going to say, don't be Would a trash you? lawyer. Don't be a trash <laughs> <laughs> So for perfect insight, I mean, so just to take your comment, like, well, okay, let's, I want to start with the question. Like, it's really hard. There's nothing specific in here. Right. It's very hard to write a personalized response to No, this. I'd probably be like, ouch, this really hurts. Um... I don't know. I'm just making stuff up on the fly. It's probably not going to be that good. But yeah, I think I agree. The copy and pasting is not going to do well to speak to your next person that reads this, right? If you respond with like, I'm really so sorry you had this experience, right? And then guess what? If all of your responses look like, oh, I'm really so sorry you had this experience. Guess what you just lost? Genuine, authentic empathy for the person who left the review and genuine, really speaking to the next person who reads the review now you've just spammed your own review responses. Right. Yeah. Wah, wah. Sad trombone again, right? Yeah. I want to wrap this up with an anecdote. This is a this is a true story, and I encouraged this because that's kind of the person I am. It may work well for your branding. It may be a disaster for your branding. Sometimes you will receive that review from the opposition, right? Right. And so like family is an obvious example in this. The reply to that is needs to be worded very, very carefully. Right. But it is a good opportunity for you to talk about how you have fought as aggressively as you could for your side. But we do have a client who took that that screaming negative review, right? It was a one star flaming review, put it on his homepage and said, basically, if you want your opponent to feel this way, hire us. And he turned it into great marketing material. I love that. It's kind of a, a great middle finger approach. Great stuff. Well, Listeners, that brings us to the end of another episode. We certainly thank you for listening and subscribing. Hope to see you at Bedlam. We do genuinely, authentically want your feedback. If you have topic ideas, questions, or if you're willing to let us know how you feel, please do leave reviews. And if you just dropped in, please do subscribe. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. If you'd like more information about what you heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com 
Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Follow Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.